0: are here today. I just want to wish you a Merry Christmas as we celebrate the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. And I give a shout out to Bishop and Sister Powell, to I know they're enjoying family. If we could turn in the book of Luke, we'll read a couple passages, just a couple verses. We're going to be in Luke chapter 2, and then we'll slip back to Luke chapter 1. But in Luke chapter 2, we'll start at verse 8. And it says, And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them. And they were sore... Afraid, And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold I bring you good tidings of great joy which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And then in Luke chapter 1 it says, And after those days his wife Elizabeth conceived, and hid herself five months, saying, Thus hath the Lord dealt with me in the days wherein He looked on me, to take away my reproach among men. O Lord Jesus, thank You for Your presence. Thank You for coming and getting to know us. Thank You for loving us and for caring about us and And for taking upon Yourself to be our Savior and our Deliverer. And we worship You today, O God. And we magnify You. And we're humble before You. Lord, cleanse us. Wash us. Speak to us and draw us closer to You. We desire You. We need You. And we worship You. Go ahead and give Him a hand clap. Thank You, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You may be seated. Uh, Well, come let us adore Him. We may even close out today with that sometime here around the altar um, as we wrap out and head towards Christmas Day tomorrow. But uh, in our passage here, and today I would like to talk to you about remember the promise. uh, Remember the promise. A Savior which is Christ. The Lord. Remember the promise. I, I thought about tying this into some Old Testament passages, and we could bring out different stories about remembering God's promise in our life. But Jesus on this Christmas Eve stands alone. He stands alone, and, and I like to just bring the focus onto Him. Um, But here we see when we are reading Luke chapter 2 that there were shepherds. And Bishop has talked very well about the fact that these shepherds very well um, looked like they were temple shepherds. And so while being a shepherd was not necessarily considered the best or greatest of jobs, it was a smelly job. And if I had come home from being a shepherd, and you see during those times they didn't have bathtubs and showers, and running water, and I walked through the door, I'm sure Alicia would have greeted me with a big hug and kiss because I'd been sleeping on the ground and around all these great sheep. I'm sure there'd be nothing smelly about a shepherd. The shepherds in the middle of the night, and I thought on this from a pastoral standpoint, but they were tending sheep in the darkness. And that is what our great Shepherd, Jesus Christ, came to do so long ago. He was tending sheep. He was looking to take care of us. Our great Shepherd was also the Lamb slain from the foundation of the world. You know, Jesus played all of the roles. He was the sacrifice. He's the sacrifice. He's the Shepherd. He's the temple. He's the High Priest. He's Almighty God. He's our Father. He's our Savior. He's he's everything. He has played all of the roles. And He's done it to perfection. But on that night, these these shepherds were tending their flock, and and they're out there, and, and suddenly, an angel appears. The Scripture tells us the glory of God shone round about. When you really get into the presence of God, and I'm, I'm not just talking about when you pray and we have great church, but even there, but the more you're in the intense presence of God, you absorb His glory. And you, that's Moses' face shone being in the presence of God. And, and Jesus let His glory out on the Mount of Transfiguration and there was this brightness of His glory. And John, when he saw Him on the Isle of Patmos, saw, saw glory. And that angel who's been in the presence of God in an unlimited way, uh, uh, shone brightly. Oh, and, and when that angel came, he didn't come saying, Man, we got some dreadful news and there's going to be some problems ahead and the world's in crisis moment right now. But when the angel came, he, he, there was an excitement. Why? Because God was bringing hope in salvation and an answer to sin and to the brokenness of the world. All of heaven was looking down. and. Soon, right after, the sky was filled with a multitude of angels. And I, I think, what were those angels? What was going through their minds, Sister Jackie? Because, because there was this anticipation. And now, God Himself was, had a baby was born, who would be the manifestation, or, or would be the Son of God, who would embody the fullness of God, was born. And they understood just a little bit of what this was all about. A Savior, Christ the Lord. And Jeremy, that angel came, and he said, I bring you good news of great joy. Fear not. Fear not. In the Old Testament, one of the typologies of Jesus Christ, we... Um, <laughs> Have one of those brain slips right there. Uh, <laughs> um, Joshua. I wanted to say Joseph because we're on Christmas. I'm like, it's not Joseph. It's Joshua. One of the typologies of Jesus Christ. Um, Joshua. Been Jesus, if you translate it into the Greek, he, um, what does it open up with when he's called to lead the people and he's going to deliver them? Fear not. Fear not. But we see when God Himself comes, Emmanuel, the message isn't to the baby born to don't be afraid, but it's to the people. It's a word that was brought to Mary. Fear not. To the shepherds. Fear not. Oh, and I have to think, you know, we look at that, why shouldn't they be afraid, right? Well, a glorious being just showed up. A bright light in the sky, and you're like, whoa, whoa, what's going on here? I'm going to die. What's happening? And he's don't be afraid. But I have to think in just a little bit, those shepherds begin to deliver the news. And when they begin to deliver the news, what could they begin to say? Hey, I just want to tell you, life's been a little hard right now, but don't be afraid. You don't need to stress out anymore. What do you mean? I can't pay the bills and my family's falling apart. Oh, but I've got good news of great joy, which is to be to all people. You know when that angel showed up? The angel didn't come and, and show up at every household that day. Avery, he didn't run over to the the, the wealthy in the town, or the one who was maybe the, the mayor and say, oh hey, and I got good news for you, and good news for you. But he showed up to the shepherds. And then he said to all people. What does that mean? He didn't even have to tell the shepherds, now, it's your job to go tell everybody. Instead, Joey, he's coming and he's saying, i got good news and it's for everybody. And I know you, Brother Joey, because you are going to show up and you're going to say, you won't believe what just happened to me. In Joey's case, he would have been like, I was out painting the house. And I didn't necessarily know the job for next week, but I'm painting the house. And God spoke to me, "Oh, if an angel showed up, I have to thank everybody in this place if you didn't pass out. <laughs> if a bright, glorious angel showed up like that, I'm not saying you haven't encountered angels unawares. And I'm not saying some of you haven't seen angels. But the Khans talked about at different times that he sees one over here. But I'm talking about that day. It, it was spectacular, and they were excited. Oh, all of heaven was excited. Oh, the the moment. And then to deliver the news. Oh, they've been commissioned. Oh, Brother Mac, the angel is like, here's our moment. Can't you see it's the Christmas play? It's time for the angels. All right, head head out, head out. No, you guys wait. I speak first. The excitement to come to lowly humanity and share the great news. Of Jesus. So we celebrate Christmas. You know, Christmas was not on the radar of the Jewish people at that time. They celebrated the Passover. They celebrated the Feast of Booths. They celebrated... Not booths, Booths. Booths. Deliverance. <laughs> got to get some of my, my language right over here. Deliverance from Egypt. Deliverance. And so they celebrated and they, they had these feasts and they would get together and but Christmas was not on their radar and yes there was other celebrations that different societies had and 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 some of them were to 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 false gods and all that things that occurred during that time but but this was not a celebration why for obvious reasons Jesus hadn't been born yet so uh you passed that on the test and the the multiple choice question, why didn't the Jews celebrate Christmas? Because it hadn't happened yet. But, as time went on after the birth of Jesus, Christians begin to realize, not just realize, they already knew, but we have a Savior who came in the specialness of the moment. And I can't help escaping connecting Christmas and Easter. Why? Because He came, and then He paid the price. And and you have to connect that to Pentecost. Why? Because then He applied it to our lives. This great news, before that, in Luke chapter 1, an angel appeared to Mary. And when the angel appeared to Mary, It was about the sixth month. What is the sixth month? That's how long Elizabeth, who we opened up with, in in Luke chapter 1, verse 24, she was six months pregnant. Six months pregnant with John, who we know as John the Baptist, but Jesus' cousin. And in about the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God into the city of Galilee, named Nazareth. And He came to Mary. And I've already referenced it, but in verse 30 it says, And the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. And He tells her about Jesus and how He's going to be born. And He says... And he shall be great, and he shall be called the Son of the Highest. And the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David. And he shall reign over the house of Jacob. And of his kingdom there shall be no end. I don't think you can quite grasp that. Because they were setting in the middle of the Roman Empire. And the Roman Empire is one of the longest serving empires And it had an end. And we had the Assyrians, and they were a great people, and their empire had an end. And the Medes and the Persians was a great people, and that empire came to an end. And you had the Greeks and Alexander the Great, and and that empire came to an end. And We talked a little bit about it in our meeting this morning. But the United States of America, nations are a drop in the bucket. And don't think that you can put your trust in a nation because they come to an end. But the kingdom of God, you don't have to worry about aligning yourself with Jesus Christ because there is no end to Him. When He takes the throne, He established it. He he founded it. And right now, there is a war in this earth. And so we pray, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Oh, he reigns supreme, but he's working out details on earth here until he brings everything into completion. And you who are filled with his Spirit... Already have access. It's like you've stepped into the future. And while you still live in this flesh. You have embodied in you the spirit of Jesus Christ. You're filled with him. And he rules and reigns. And you can put any situation under his control. It's under his dominion. And so say in the name of Jesus. Whether it be financial issues. Sickness. Or. Problems say get under the foot of Jesus in the name of Jesus Christ. Apply it. Don't let yourself be ruled by chance. I know time and chance happen to us all. But give it to God. I like to go to God and say, God, I'm putting this problem under you. So a kingdom without end. You know, we hear the great news. And yet I tell you to remember the promise today because Mary here accepted the call and the task. But you know what that call and the task brought with it? It brought with it not long ahead. Jesus would have been under age two. They're still in Bethlehem. How old exactly? I don't know. Some place in there. And Herod wanted to kill the baby. Why? Because some men came and delivered great news. The wise men came and said, hey, we saw his star in the east. And they came to tell him, and he's like, I'm going to end his life. And, and you would think, I, uh, uh, the, the Son of God is right here. He's given me this great commission. Why do we have to run? Even the birth of Jesus... I'm sorry. God who owns the cattle, He owns everything. That's just an example for us, for you to understand how He rules and reigns. He made everything. His, his authority is unlimited. And yet, He subjected Himself to the times and the circumstances. And He did not pick modern times. I'm sorry. They did not have air conditioning or a furnace. They did not have lights, electricity... There was no microwaves or TVs. There was no refrigerators to keep stuff cold. They they didn't have any of that. And when they loaded up to go to Bethlehem, Mary was pregnant. Mary was pregnant, and they're headed to Bethlehem. And it's no easy ride. And she had to go through all of it. And then there was nobody to stay with. And when you showed up, they had one thing great. Alicia, they had something great there. Um, Well, you know what it was when they showed up? They didn't have to go by the Marriott's and say, wow, I wish I could have stayed there. Because they didn't exist. There wasn't some great hotel business going on and they didn't have the most luxurious er, places for you. Instead, you had to find some place. And there was no room for them. And So they ended up with the animals in a stable. And God... Ordained this. God made this happen. It wasn't, and God understands your situation and he was willing to experience it himself. He was willing to experience being persecuted, he was willing to experience living in poverty, he was willing to experience the lowest cases and go through the suffering so he could be your deliverance. Mary and Joseph, even that trip, it was a rough trip, but you just said, well, that's not such a big deal." But then they had to run to Egypt, and, and when they made the decision to come back, and, and they were visited in a dream, and when they made the decision that they could now come back to Galilee, they went around. And you know what it had to be like for Mary right at the start there? How, did, how are you praying it to? You, you're not even married yet. What are you doing? And, and the ridicule and the shame and, and, and what's going on here? And, and, and if she shared the story, they would just think she was loony. She's crazy. And this is how life went on and on and on. And yes, maybe there was a break and they come into Galilee and maybe other people didn't know. And, and, and then someplace in there, we don't see even Joseph in the story and it looks like he probably died. And now she's raising alone. Life is tough. And then she had to watch Jesus assume his mission. And she couldn't say, Do you know what I've put up with already? Why do you have to talk to people that way? Instead, she sent him to perform the miracle at the wedding feast and said, Jesus, go do this, go get Jesus. And his mission and his calling unfolded, and she watched him be pulled away and then spat on and ridiculed and go long nights and endure hardships. And she finally had to watch him on the cross. And Simon, Simon, you can see him in Luke chapter 2, verse 25, a man who God had told. That he would see Jesus born. He held him. And he cried out. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation. Which thou hast prepared. Before the face of all people. A light to lighten the Gentiles. and the glory of the people of Israel. He declared the end of it. But then he let her know. That there would be a sword. That would pierce her. Life was not. Easy. Life was not easy. But as I remind you of the hard times, and maybe it can be a little easy for us to forget because we celebrate Christmas and we rejoice in having His Spirit in our lives. But you know from the, from the time that Jesus was born to the time He died was 33 and a half years. And there's a lot of life In 33 years. And there was a lot of hardship and there was a lot of heartache. And Mary, as a mother, experienced grief and hardship beyond what you and I could ever imagine. Now, I say that and I know I want to be careful there. I do. Because some of you have experienced great loss. I reference that because of what she saw occur on the cross, the way it was done. But some of you have experienced great loss and hardship. And know that you're not the first one to be there. And the very God of glory at that time called on Mary to go through that and and go through that struggle. And yet, in the moment, you say, well, I know the end. I know the end of the story. You don't see the end when you're in the middle of the situation. But remember the promise. Remember the good news. Remember when the angels showed up. Because hear me, it will be worth it all when we see Jesus. Oh, one day He's going to return. Oh, Sister Tabitha, He's going to cut the clouds of glory. And we're going to see Him. And we're going to know Him. And we're going to be known. Oh, we're going to connect with Him. And all this heartache and every tear shall be wiped away. Oh, it. We'll be worth it all when we see Jesus. Could we just talk to Him for a moment? Oh, I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. I opened up this today with a verse on Elizabeth. And it said, And after those days, his wife, meaning Zechariah's wife, Elizabeth conceived and hid herself five months, saying, And then we had in the sixth month, an angel Gabriel appeared from God into a city in Galilee. And I don't have long left here. But what happened here? Brother Terry, Sister Laura, what happened was that God had prepared somebody out there to say, Hey, I'm here for you. I'm here for you. Elizabeth had gone through years of shame. And now Mary is here, and she has said, Yes, Lord, yes, I'm gonna answer the call. Yes, I'm going to answer what you're asking me to do. Did she already register in her brain what God has just asked me to go through is a great thing, it sounds wonderful, but hey, this is going to be tough and, and I, I'm just a young lady and, and how can this possibly be? And what? But she just answered, God, you know what, I'm here. Whatever you want, I'm going to do it. And over here, he, he had somebody. Five months, she was already six months along. Mary didn't know, there was no phone that was picked up. Elizabeth didn't tell anybody. She hid herself for five months. Nobody's going to know what's going on over here. And yet, the angel came. God came, Brother Jeremy, and He's like, I have given somebody to be your support. You're not alone in this. And God has not left you alone. You are not out there to deal with your problems and your circumstances by yourself. Oh, He's given you this church. He's given you the family of God. And He sometimes, um, you'll see somebody out there, when you're in your worst moment, hear me, not just sometimes. God has prepared strength for you. And He will bring somebody into your life As a strength to you. uh, So that they can say, you're going to make it. It's okay. And when Mary showed up to see Elizabeth, I don't know how it was all going on in Mary's life. Just at that moment. I really don't. But I know that when Elizabeth came out, she rejoiced. And the Holy Ghost washed over and she began to rejoice. And you know what Mary followed up with? Rejoicing. All we see is rejoicing. But there was rejoicing that came that was about the greatness of God and what was going on. And then Mary could talk about the greatness of God and what is going on. And in your life and in your circumstances, I want you to know that He's never left you nor forsaken you. And He has said, Lo, I am with you always. He's not walked out on you. Oh, but like Liam said the other day, you feel like you're trying to open a door? Jesus is in the room with you, and He's opening the door too. And when it's time to open, God will make sure the door is open. Oh, let's give Him a hand clap. Hallelujah, we worship You, oh God. We praise You, oh God. Jesus closed out his mission here on earth and we opened up, began to open up the new chapter of the day of Pentecost, Matthew 8, chapter, or chapter 28, verse 20. Not chapter 8, but chapter 28, verse 20. He said, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. He was telling the disciples to go and to teach. And then he said, and lo, Oh, Brother Joe, (laughs) what was he saying right there? I'm I'm giving you a command. I'm not even telling you what the story is like between the opening of the book and the end of the book. I'm just telling you to go and to teach. And what does he say? And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of. as I read those words that's not just the end of when Jesus comes back like Mary and Martha would have thought but the end of your world hear me he's with you always and that's Christmas because between the beginning of the book and the end of the book there's a lot of chapters to be written but he's telling you I'm going to be at the end so just hold on don't give up and don't walk out. But like the angels and the shepherds, we can rejoice over the manger. Why? Because we have Emmanuel, God, with us. Why? Because we have great, or good news of great joy to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior which is Christ the Lord. As we close out today, I'd like everyone to stand. And then I'm going to ask you to just kind of come up here and, and gather up towards the front. I'd like to close out with prayer and then rejoicing. And thankfulness. Sister Kiara, when we when we go to sing, I don't know if you wanna sing with the song you closed with or if you have another one there. But this Christmas. Now I don't think anybody in here is gonna have five hundred presents. That's maybe a number I could be safe to reach, but some of you are some of you kids are probably open for five, I would think, right? But you know what? At the end of it all, whether you got to open up a present or not, and I want you to. I really do. It's exciting. But Jesus came. And he came for you. And it was good news of great joy. And it's still good news of great joy. And why? Because you have hope. And when you're suffering today, You still have Jesus. And He has already determined that you will be victorious. So weeping may endure for a night. But joy comes. Not maybe. But it comes in the morning. And the three Hebrew children when they went into the fire, they understood that whether God pulled them out of that fire or not, Oh, that they weren't going to bow to the situation. Because God has got you. No matter what the moment looks like. We have good news of great joy. So remember the promise. Lord Jesus, you see everybody in this place. And if you would, you can go ahead and place your hand on someone around you. You see everybody. Thank you, Jesus, for coming. Thank you for being our provision in our life. and Thank You, O oh God. You knew what You signed up for when You put on humanity. And You came, O oh God, not just to the lowest of the low, but You personally came in the lowliest of places. And then, O oh God, You brought to the shepherds great news. You are our healer, O God. You are our provision. And we give our lives to You. We submit our problems to You. We submit our situations. We submit our blessings. We submit everything. And instead of seeing our condition, we're looking at You, the God of our condition. Instead of seeing simply our situation, We're looking at you, the God of our situation. Go ahead, church, look up at Jesus and see the God of everything and make Him be Lord of all and King of kings because He already is. But put Him there in your life and worship Him and rejoice in Him. Hallelujah, we love you, Jesus. We worship you, Jesus. We glorify you, O God. Oh, go ahead and pray for the one next to you. Pray for their blessing and pray for their circumstance and pray for their situation praise team go ahead and pray for one another just for a moment oh hallelujah Lord Jesus we cr- we place you as God over every sickness over every heartache over every struggle over everything that's been seen over these last years in the name of Jesus Christ oh Lord God you are the God of our future but you're also the God in our past you're in our future and you're in our past and you've got everything And You're the God of our moment. Hallelujah. That's it. Now let's go ahead and love Him. We love You, Jesus. We love You, Jesus. We love You, Jesus. We love You, Jesus. When the shepherds heard the great news, it says, And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. The news they heard, the good news of great joy, it said was for all people and it said and when they had seen it they made known abroad the same just as the angels were messengers you're now the messenger of the good news of great joy and God has found you in your state, in your condition and he has repeatedly let you know that he's your good news of great joy, he's your hope he's the lover of your soul can we close out today and just lift him up and can sing this song together? As the praise team leads us. Oh, come, let us adore.